0: about where you're at, and where you're going. And I think one of the metaphors that I want to give you tonight is the power of the mirror. What do you see? We've learned a lot of things in Al-Anon. We've learned to take care of yourself, to be healthy, to eat the right way. But this guy named Ted works with teenagers, and he said, every time a teenager comes through my side door, before the teenager says anything, I simply hand him or her a mirror and I say to them look into the mirror and you know this is a compact it's a a small mirror but the coolest thing about a small mirror is all you can really see if you hold it right here is the two most important parts on your body and they are your eyes because your eyes are the gateway to your soul You don't need to see all of this. You don't need to see any of this. What you need to see is right here. You need to look in the mirror, and you need to look at your eyes, and you need to listen to your soul and see what it is saying to you. Brian Tracy used to tell me as a young loan officer, he said, you need to stand in front of the mirror. You need to look carefully into it, and you need to say repeatedly, I love myself I love myself I love myself I hated myself when I saw that fat picture and I decided that you know what I needed to do something about it and when you look at the small mirror what it does is it enlarges and you get this kind of going and then what you can do is you can look at a bigger mirror and the bigger mirror is more revealing right You can see more than just your eyes. You can see more than just your face. You can see your body language, Johnny. You can see how you're thinking. You can see how you're feeling. When you stop long enough to just gaze into the mirror, after having started with just your eyes, you enlarge your future. You see something brighter. You see something bigger. You see something better. And when you start to experience momentum, then you really start to feel it and you really start to see it. So the message tonight is what you see is what you get. And when you look in the mirror, you have to see greatness. You have to see a new choice. You have to see a new lifestyle. You have to see something differently than you have ever seen before. And what we need to do is we need to get real about that. We need, to, we need to start a revolution. We need to risk being real and being open about this kind of stuff. Because if we're not, then nothing good really happens. If I don't risk everything with you right now, you won't know me. Like I'd like you to know me by 8.30 tonight. If I don't say to you what requires bravery and honesty and truthfulness, how can you trust me? So I want to be real. There are three words that I never, ever, 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 ever thought I would have to say to anybody, just three. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would have to ever utter these three words. And there's only about 40 people in the world that know these three words. And I've decided to go all out and share these three words with you. I have cancer. There. That wasn't so hard. So do I. So do you. Ryan, right? Yeah. So on, on February 11th, I was diagnosed with aggressive, invasive prostate cancer. On a scale of 1 to 10, it was a 7+. plus. It's kind of interesting, you know, when you, when you start thinking about cancer, and I know there's a lot more severe cancers, but prostate cancer can kill you, especially if you don't pay attention to it, and it gets outside the prostate. But it's kind of interesting, so the, the doctor's talking to me about all these treatment options, right? And, um, you know, one of, the option, one, of the, one of the things he says is no matter whether you do radiological treatment, you know, radiation, whether you do surgery... Anything you do except die has two side effects. And one of the side effects is what he referred to as a leaky faucet. Just go with me on this. Professional speaker in front of thousands of people with a faucet that doesn't work. How good is that? super cool right No, it's very interesting the other side effect we won't get into (laughs) just yet but but what is happening right now is I'm sitting here thinking okay my boys are recovering addicts they lost their mom to cancer I don't care what any doctor says I will do whatever it takes to not have me be the second parent that dies from the same disease. Easy decision, right? I'm glad I did. I wish I had. I'm glad I did. I wish I had. I'm glad I did. I wish I had. That's what it's all about. Who cares? Deb said she'll love me no matter what happens. That's good. That's secure. Got a leaky faucet, she'll take care of me. Other problems, she'll take care, hopefully take care of me. (laughs) Now listen, I am dead, dead serious about this as something you have to pay attention to. So it's kind of interesting. I remember when I was talking with the doctor, he said, you know, most cancers have a survivor that gets on a bandwagon about that cancer. And he said, it's kind of sad, but in the world of prostate cancer, Nobody gets on that bandwagon. Who would want to? And he looked at me and I looked at him and Deb was present and I simply said to him, I will. I'll get on that bandwagon. I am going to volunteer to be the poster child for prostate cancer. I'm going to do it. And, and the drill is, the drill is none of us know that this is going to come. None of us know what's going to happen. Nobody knows when it's going to happen. And then you get shellacked by some random event. They, they poke your vein and take some blood and they need a definition on why it went up so much. Well, nobody knows why it went up so much, especially if you never knew you had a problem. Right? I mean, I'm so serious about this. Talk about getting naked with you. Ready? I don't know what it means, I don't know how we're gonna get there, but I bought a web domain. Thinking about this whole thing. I own... (laughs) (laughs) I own brokendingding.com, and just for the hell of it, we we bought brokendingdong.com. I don't know which one we're gonna use. But now I go into my therapy and I say, hi, I'm Todd. I'm a codependent, a recovering oxymoron, and I talk about my privates in public. (laughs) Have you ever had surprise news you wish you didn't get? Yeah? Okay, so guys, I want everybody in the room, that is a male, to stand up. I don't care how old you are I want you to go on record tonight making a decision that every single year as part of your routine physical you will have your PSA drawn and your PSA free drawn the two things they measure so that you will never be surprised by a cancer that sneaks up so slowly but can absolutely obliterate your life. Guys, are you prepared to do that? Every year, every single year for the rest of your life, raise your hands if you're committed to that. Okay, big round of applause. Okay, stay standing. I also want you to make another pledge, like I am doing tonight. If you have it, get on a bandwagon. Okay, tell your guy friends that are ignorant. Tell your guy friends that aren't paying attention. Tell your guy friends, right? This is huge. Prostate cancer will kill you like that if it leaks out of your prostate. So, wish I had, glad I did. In March, I'm having the whole thing yanked out. I don't give a shit. It's gone. Out of my body forever, because I don't want ever to have it what? To be there. Okay, guys, sit down. Ladies, stand up. It's all right. You're good. Okay, hands up if you know a man. Keep your hands up if you love that man. Whether it's a father, an uncle, a grandfather, or a husband, I need you to take a pledge tonight that you're going to kick your husband's butt to the doctor to get checked out every single year so that he never has to say to you, Baby, I got prostate cancer. Are you in? All right, come on. Are you in? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Good. Have a seat. Thank you for that. All right. So now we're committed to that, right? Not part of my life plan, right? Your life plan and what? Pencil and prepare to pivot. There we go. So, where does this lead us? I don't know. What was I going to say next? Do you remember? Gary, do you have any idea where I'm going with this? Oh, stop. That was my cue. Good. Oh. Oh. So Christmas rolls around. This is last year after Mastery. Christmas rolls around. Wait, what put that? Oh, you you got this? (laughs) Okay. Christmas rolls around, right? And hundreds of cards coming in, right? Reading the cards. And uh, they're everywhere, right? And everybody is happy. Everybody's joyful. It's like, you know, and I'm starting to get emotional around this because I'm thinking, why are we not like that happy, Right. And I said to Deb, I said, you know, how come everybody's happy? Where is our happiness? Where is our perfect picture? And she said, the perfect picture is an illusion. It doesn't exist. And I said, can we send out a Christmas card this year? My wife's humor is off the charts. So she said, only if we do it this way happy holidays from the (laughs) Duncans and our therapist. (laughs) Then you know something's really up, right? Then you know something's really up. So, but I love what, what you said, honey. I love how you said that the perfect life, it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean this is down in the dumps thinking. It just means let's get real. Let's start a revolution on realness. Let's just say, you know, when somebody says, how's it going? And you like stomach it up and go fantastic when your gut is on fire and you're just out of joy. Why don't you try a different approach? Why don't you try just simple honesty? When people feel like you're getting something that is, gosh, it's kind of organic and you say something like I wasn't planning on hearing that from you, you know what it does? It connects you. And one of the biggest things we have to do in business over the next three and a half days is we have to figure out connection. And what I want you to be on on game for is the idea that this I wish I had. I wish I had fired that real estate agent. I'm glad I went with that particular. I'm happy that I started my database program years ago. I wish I had done you got to clear that up tonight. All the stuff that Darren and Bill and Dave and Adam and all of our panels are going to talk about, you got to get in the right mindset that what? It's a decision. And I have to tell you something. It is a daily decision. So what I decided to do when, when Michael Barnes did this, as I said, I decided I'm going to be in the best shape of my life by my birthday in June. I said that when I saw the fat picture in the mirror. And so I made a decision that that would be June of this following year, and I made a decision I was going to be in the best shape of of my life. Hard road. Hard, 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 hard road. Hard road. It is not easy to change your diet 100%. It's not easy to go from not working out to riding your bike 160 miles a week. It's not easy to be up at 5 o'clock with a Xeon light on your handlebars when everybody else is still asleep and pumping out your first 18 miles before the sun comes up. That's not easy. It's not easy getting your ass kicked by a trainer four days a week. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And yet, it is exactly what has to what? Happen. I enjoy wine, but I stop drinking to support my health and to support my kids. And I am 272 days sober. Thank you very much. And for me, for me it wasn't an addiction issue, it was just how can I ask my kids if I can't demonstrate the same thing? So we have a sober house, we have a clean house. The boys have no fear. They enjoy knowing that we can get together without that. But I'll tell you something, it's a hard hard road. It's a hard road. So I got to my college weight by June. And then I decided, you know what, if, if I can get to my college weight, I can probably what? I'd probably get to my high school weight. So I said, okay, I'm going for my high school weight. And so on October 10th of this year, I hit my high school weight and I went from a 38 inch waist to, a, hang on Dave on that please, 38 inch waist to a 31 inch waist. I lost 48 inches in my entire body I have the metabolic age of a 29-year-old. My BMI went from 34 to 19, and my body fat went from 32 to 8. And it was hard. (laughs) And I want to tell you something right now. There is no downside to health. There's not one negative that you can find about being in the best shape of your life financial disaster nothing fit everything had to be new nothing you know could be tailored because you lose eight inches in your waist it's crazy but I get in an uber car in Baltimore recently and uh, the guy asked me well so what do you do and I said well I'm an author and a speaker and he said so you're one of those motivators right and I said well I hope people get motivated by what I say but um, you know I don't like to think of myself as a motivator And he said, well, do you think you could motivate me? And I said, I'm I'm not sure. What do you need help with? He said, I have been trying to lose weight for seven months. And nothing is working. He said, every week when I get on the scale, I'm depressed. And I I looked at him in the rearview mirror and I said, that's the problem. You get on the scale every week. He said, well, it's what my trainer tells me to do. And I I said to him in the mirror, I said, get a new trainer. This is such a powerful metaphor for you. This applies to everything in your life. It applies to everything in my life. If you set a goal, the purpose of a goal is to achieve it. We don't set goals because we want to fail at it. We don't set goals because it'd be nice to try and get close. We set goals because they're meaningful and we want to achieve them, right? You're going to set a whole bunch of goals in the next four days. But the number one thing that I can share with you, the most important thing besides being brave, is what is your accountability? And I mean that sincerely. I say to the guy in the mirror, he said, well, that's what my trainer tells me to do. And I said, you need to tell your trainer he or she's wrong. I said, tell me your routine every day. And he said, well, I get up, I read for a little bit, and, um, you know, I go to the coffee shop, I get a bagel, and uh, I eat the bagel, then I go drive for the day. And we just kept talking a little bit, and I said, okay, so, so that's your kind of routine, right? And he said, yep. And I said, um, Okay. So what would happen if instead of trying to measure your progress weekly, you simply measured it daily? I asked him, what is your reset? He said, what's a reset? And I said, a reset is when you look at what your goal is and how far over or under you are from that goal. And I said, for example, what I do is I look at my goal weight-wise, just like you would look at your goal weight-wise or money-wise or sales-wise or loan-wise or whatever, whatever your goals are, right? And there's not a day that goes by without checking in on the goal. So let's say my goal is 190 pounds, right? Let's just say that's my goal. And it is my goal. That's how much I want to weigh, and so I come in, click, I get on the scale, and then it pops up, and it tells me I'm 190.4. That's a problem. So what do I do? I reset for the day. What do you do if you're the Uber driver in Baltimore? You give up half the bagel. And then tomorrow, you get back on the scale, and you tap it, and you get on the scale. And what's the scale say then? Previous picture, please. Okay, which of the photos is a better photo? That is what you're going for. Look at this. I am two-tenths of a pound. This is my scale at home. I am two-tenths of a pound away from my goal weight. That's a dangerous place to be. Why? Because you can tend to relax. What is a scarier picture? Getting on and seeing, go ahead, 190.4, and you're going, we're talking about six-tenths of an ounce. Yes, we are. It is so easy to lose six-tenths of an ounce in a day it's impossible to lose seven pounds on Sunday. <laughs> Both my boys commented on their way out today, and they'll be here later tonight, that uh, I told them that Darren was going to be here. And they said, Dad, that's that compound effect dude, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, that's what you've been doing, Dad, right? I said, yep. Deb and I get on the scale every single day. They're, we are OCD on this. And I give it to you as a what? A metaphor. You are much better off getting a sale today than realizing Friday you're five sales off. You are much better off today saving than realizing a year from now you wish you had. The little, little teeny pieces, two-tenths of an ounce, three-tenths of an ounce, four-tenths of an ounce makes what? Makes all the difference in the world. So do you think you can apply that metaphor to your life? Say I love you once a month to your spouse, doesn't work that way. Say I love you 30 times on the 30th. (laughs) You don't catch up. That's why I love this man so much because it is about what happens every single day. Thank you so much for listening to the High Trust Today podcast. I wanna offer you a broadcast that I did called The Purpose Driven Leader. Watch this broadcast. All you have to do is click in the link in the bio below. It'll take you straight to the page and watch this beautiful leadership broadcast called The Purpose Driven Leader.